Tabernacle Presbyterian Church presents Sunday with Tab. Tabernacle Presbyterian Church, located at 34th and Central in Indianapolis, welcomes you to Sunday with Tab. Today, Pastor John Gable delivers the message entitled, Off to a Good Start. We'll also have music from Opal Staples. So join us now from the sanctuary of Tabernacle Presbyterian Church for Sunday with Tab. Our prayer of confession is based on Psalm 25, written by David. Like so many of his psalms, the 25th captures David's personal humanity along with our general human condition. David is seeking God's favor in his deliverance from a difficult situation while also crying out to God to forgive him for his sins. He approaches God with the humility of realizing that he is sinful, similar to when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and realized they were naked, while also having the confidence that God understood his human nature and had promised to forgive his transgressions. Let us also approach God in the same manner as we read our prayer of confession. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright are you, Lord, for you instruct sinners in the way. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon our guilt, for it is great. Turn to us and be gracious to us, for we are lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of our hearts and bring us out of our distress in your tender mercy Consider our afflictions and grant us your forgiveness. These and all things we pray in, through, and for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Hear the words of our risen Lord. Behold, I am making all things new. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. I will be their God and they will be my people. Friends, hear and believe the good news of the gospel. Now let us state our affirmation of faith together, which is taken from 1 Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace.
move on to our scripture lesson from the Old Testament. It's Psalm 51, 1 through 12. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Dan, thank you. Our second lesson is taken from Paul's letter to Philippi, the church at Philippi, Philippians chapter 4, beginning at the 8th verse. 
we hear these words, finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. And let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of this new day in this new year, for the privilege of worship today. Silence in us any voice that is not your own, that we might listen to your voice, your word, and that we might live in accordance to it and bring honor and glory to you. We pray it through Christ our Lord. Amen. Perhaps you've seen or even prayed this prayer for yourself. Dear God, so far today I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, I haven't lost my temper, I haven't been greedy, grumpy, unpleasant, selfish, or overindulgent, and I am thankful for that. But in a few moments, God, I'm going to get out of bed, and from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more help. Amen. Kind of how we feel on this first day of the new year, isn't it? So far, we've done all right. We feel like we're off to a pretty good start. But experience tells us that that likely won't last for very long. The pages of our calendars tend not to stay clean for very long, and past experience tells us that it won't be very long before we start to experience some form of greediness, grumpiness, unpleasantness, selfishness, or overindulgence. And yet each year, the new year becomes something of a line in the sand for us a marking point, a line of delineation which allows us to separate our past from our future, who we were from who we intend to be. It offers us a, a chance to start over. It offers us a do-over. The poet E. James writes, the old year dies and with it hopes left behind unmet, and yet new hopes born as time begins again are stacked up and stored the fuel of our memory. The fading bells of this year blend with the sharp sound of the next, and time begins again. Psalm 51 was King David's line in the sand which separated his past from his future. It was his confession of brokenness and sin in which he pours out his heart to God, asking, pleading for God's forgiveness and simply a chance to start over again. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. David seems to be praying the prayer we pray, or at least prays it on our behalf. He puts into words the thoughts of our hearts. His desire is our desire as we begin this new day and this new year. He cries out for God's help and for deliverance. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. The psalmist touches on the painful reality of our lives and the essential ingredient of our right relationship with God. As people of faith, we must acknowledge and confess the reality of our brokenness and sin and our complete and utter reliance on the gracious mercy of God, a God who is both holy and loving. We must become versed in the language of confession if we want to experience the cleansing spirit of God's forgiveness. I clearly remember being at the YMCA during my lunch break on the first Monday of the new year a number of years ago. I remember it was that day because the first week of the new year, the gym is always really full. <laughs> a lot of people there are trying to live into their New Year's resolutions. The men's locker room that day was filled with unfamiliar faces to me, and I was shoulder to shoulder with a middle-aged man as we were both trying to change back into our work clothes in a very limited amount of space. We fell into conversation, as I often do with those I don't know, and we were talking about whatever when I asked him what he did for a living, and he said he was a salesman. He then replied in the same way, and I told him I was a pastor, and he stopped and stared at me <laughs> and said, uh, it is not coincidental that we were put together today. Yesterday, I committed my life again to Jesus Christ. He went on to explain that he had long been active in his church, taught Sunday school, sang in the choir, been in worship each week, doing all the things he knew he was supposed to do, but then he said, quote, but I realized I wasn't being all that God intended me to be. I wasn't letting my light shine very brightly. So I recommitted my life to him and asked him to let his light shine through me more brightly. I left the why that day uplifted and recommitted myself. I thought, that man is off to a good start in this new year, and I want to be as well. I invite you today to reflect and consider for yourself if you think you are being all that God intends you to be. I don't know what, if any, New Year's resolutions you might have made for yourself, but are you committed to letting God's light shine more brightly through you this year? I wonder with you what we might need to do to allow that to happen in us, at home, at the office, at school, in our church, and in our community. What kind of grime or dust or dirt do we need to have cleansed out of our lives, out of our hearts, out of our minds, in order for God's light to shine more brightly in us and then through us? What kinds of sins or transgressions do we need to confess in order to experience a new God's spirit of forgiveness in our hearts? What kinds of commitments or recommitments do we need to make today to get us off to a good start in this new year. If you're looking for some guidance for your New Year's resolutions, you might consider Paul's encouragement to young believers at Philippi. He writes, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, 
whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. What if we committed ourselves to thinking and acting in these ways? How would it change our lives? How would it change the tenor at home or in the community or in the church, in, in the way we live our lives if we thought about things in the way Paul encourages us to think about things? Let this be our commitment and resolve. Benjamin Franklin once said, be at war with your vices, be at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man, better woman, better child, better person. Let this be our commitment. Let this be our resolve as we enter into this new year. It's never too late, and today would be a good day, as good a day as any, to draw that line in the sand between the past, the present, and the future. St. Augustine, the great church father, had a past. Prior to his conversion, he was something of a playboy. He was a partier. However, after his encounter with Christ, everything about him changed. One day after his conversion, he was walking down the street and saw coming towards him uh, one of his former girlfriends, and so he crossed to the other side of the street. As she called to him, she said, Augustine, Augustine, and he refused to acknowledge her. He just kept walking. They finally got across from one another, and she yelled to him, Augustine, Augustine, it is I. And he turned to her and said, yes, madam, I know, but it is no longer I. You see, Augustine knew that something in him had changed, that he had a past and he was living into a new present, into a new future. He looked the same on the outside, but he was a changed individual on the inside because he had undergone an extreme makeover, if you will, because of his new relationship with Jesus Christ. I dare say we want that for ourselves, don't we? We want those kinds of changes. And so we make our resolutions, we make our commitments, we make our promises in an effort to improve ourselves. As Dan said in the children's sermon, I'm gonna be perfect this week. Yet we also know ourselves that well, don't we? We know how poorly we have failed with the commitments and resolutions and promises we've made in the past. We know how feeble are our attempts at self-improvement. We know ourselves too well to think that our resolve alone will make us better people. So we finally come to the realization that we need something more to aid us. We need someone more to empower us and sustain us. And so, just as King David prayed, create in me a clean heart, O God, so we pray the same. Just as Mary prayed, Lord, let it be with me according to your word, so we pray that our hearts will be opened, that we too might become a new Bethlehem where God's spirit is welcomed and born again within us. The changes we desire will not simply come because we want them, 
or wish them or even will them for ourselves. No, we need something more to help us with more than our good resolve, our better intentions. We need rebirth, such as is offered to us by the child born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. And it is by our openness to the indwelling of his Holy Spirit that our hearts are cleansed and we are changed from the inside out. In this rebirth, we become the new creation God speaks of, and God desires it with us and for us. And with God's help, we can be off to a good start this year as we recommit ourselves to letting his light shine more brightly in us and through us in this day and throughout the new year. May this be our prayer. Amen. And let us pray together. Lord, thank you that you've not left us alone. You've not left us defenseless. But rather, you've come to us in the precious child of Jesus, this one who came to show us the new way to live, to introduce us to a new kind of kingdom living, now and always. May we be changed by the indwelling of his spirit, such that our light might shine in such a way that we might give honor and glory to you. Lord, hear our prayer. This day and always, for we offer it through Christ our Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. You're listening to Sunday with Tab, a production of Tabernacle Presbyterian Church in Indianapolis. We hope you have found inspiration and comfort in today's program. There are many ways to enjoy today's message again. Subscribe to the Tab Podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to tabpres.org, tap on the graphic marked Sermons, and select the sermon you wish to hear. While there, you can also view the entire worship service. We invite you to join us for worship this morning at Tabernacle Presbyterian Church. We're located at the corner of 34th Street and Central Avenue in Indianapolis. At 8 a.m., we have a communion service in the chapel. And at 10 o'clock, a beautiful worship service in the sanctuary. The 10 o'clock service is also live-streamed on our YouTube channel, Tab Indie. For all information on the services and streaming, go to tabpres.org. That's T-A-B-P-R-E-S dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening, and join us next week at the same time for Sunday with Tab. Tab.